Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara. And we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kara. Hey, Kate. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And we have a winner of our giveaway. Um, We gave away this week one You've Got This tank top from my friend Tara's JJ Rose Creations Etsy shop. And our winner is Kim H. And we're so happy that and we hope she enjoys it. Yes. And thank you everybody for entering. And um, we got a bunch of nice reviews and ratings on iTunes, which helps more people to find us. So if you you. have a minute to go over, if you rate, review, or subscribe, it helps us connect with more sisters out there. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. So we have um, a question today that actually comes from like three people. So we're just going to sort of summarize Um, a question from Carrie, Samantha, and Esther. Wait, where am I? I'm so sorry. Okay. It's hard when you're putting three questions together. It is. All right. So um, basically they're looking at routines. They're talking about routines, setting up a routine from scratch, um, daily schedule ideas, um, how to kind of discover your natural rhythm and routine. And this is the part I love, how the heck to get everything done. And then it spells out (laughs) wink emoticon. I wish I knew. (laughs) Yeah, which is pretty much the universal question, right? And we talked about that in Overwhelm, the Overwhelm episode, our first episode that we're out of bread, that um, you can't get everything done. Getting everything done is a big old myth. (laughs) Balance is an illusion. Yes. Speaking of illusions, my daughter and I, we watched the show. Um, It's like from the 90s, and it's hilarious because it's it's 90s fashion. which I, I remember so fondly, but it's, um, it's secrets of like m- secrets of magicians exposed or something. Wow. Have you seen that? No, but my son <laughs> this morning at breakfast was reading this gigantic, it's almost like a coffee table book on optical illusions. It was really cool. So that's what we were doing at breakfast this morning. Oh yeah. You'd probably so love this. It was, yeah, it, it's, and she's like been really interested in magic lately. And so here's the thing that I discovered in watching this show that, when you see somebody doing something and it looks like they're doing all this magic, the truth is there's a bunch of people hiding inside doing a bunch <laughs> of the magic for them. <laughs> so true. So <laughs> applying that to homeschooling, when you see the people on the internet or the mom at your you know, co-op or church or whatever, and it seems like she's doing it all, don't discount no that way, maybe man. she's got some little magical helpers like, I don't know, a housekeeper or a really supportive... Uh, grandma in the mix or something. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Or she's failing something else. Exactly. Because yeah, none of us are really doing it all, but rhythms and routines do help. And for me, they help me feel better about (laughs) what I'm doing and what I'm not able to get to. And it just doesn't feel so out of control. Right. I can relate to that. Yeah. So how do you go about setting up, because we just started a new school year, how did you go about setting up your rhythm or routine for this school year? <laughs> it's always hard coming back. <laughs> it is. Um, I actually feel like the first week 
I was talking about this with you before we went on the air, but I feel like now that it's our third year of homeschooling, I went in, I set the bar really low for the first week. And I think that's huge that you're not going to accomplish all the things that first week. There's just no way people are going to get used to it. There's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be power struggles and tears and emotions, and you just need to go slow. So, um, I was proud of myself this week for being able to reel it in a little bit and not expect us to cover everything. But, um, we, and we've talked about this before, we're a Brave Rider family, and I really like the routines that the Brave Rider lifestyle sets up. So we have our must-dos, and we didn't do them all this week because this was our first official week, but um, we have our must-dos, and when you're done with your must-dos, our focus is the Brave Rider things, like music and poetry, tea time and art and nature. And... I find that if we get, because we're morning people, if we get the harder stuff done earlier in the day and I have that fun thing hanging over for the afternoon, I always call it our carrot, that they're more cooperative and we have less battles. Not all the time, but most of the time. Yeah. So that helped us just kind of know what to expect and you make know, it fun. Yeah. And, and we're, we love Brave Writer too. Um, but I was realizing, because somebody was asking me about this, like, you know, asking, how did you figure out what the brave writer lifestyle type of thing was? And I realized I've kind of picked up a lot of it just through osmosis and like yes. reading from other brave writer families, um, other brave scopers, like Not Before Seven and mm-hmm. Alicia Hutchinson. Um, and is there a post or is there something that is like, a resource that you use. I think there's one post on there that sort of mm, outlines it a little probably, bit on Julie's site. Cause maybe we could link to that. Cause I've had people ask yeah. me, well, how do you, you know, how do you figure out I what get that question being a, a lot, brave writer family looks like in day-to-day life? You know, I feel like it's kind of overwhelming at first to people because they're used to a cur- curriculum that tells you on this day, you're going to do this lesson. And on this day, you're going to do this lesson. And it's, you have to abandon that. It just leaves it so naturally into your lifestyle, but you have to kind of like give way to that. I think if I'm remembering correctly, cause I have like all of Julie's stuff, so it's hard to remember which one came from which thing, but I think it's the writer's jungle that has the lifestyle spelled out. Okay. People wanted to look at that. And I'm sure there's a I mean, she references it all the time. I'm sure yeah. there's a blog post, and I'll find one. Yeah, but I always recommend that if Writer's people Jungle are thinking too. about it, they get Writer's Jungle and then wait on everything else yes. and kind of see, like, yeah. think about it. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. It's not a, even a curriculum. It's a lifestyle. It is. Absolutely. And I, I think that one of the things that helps when you think about rhythm and routines is looking at your whole life. Like I I can remember when we were first starting out, um, we were kind of into Waldorf. And so we, um, got the Oak Meadow curriculum, um, which was great for little ones for setting up rhythm and routine. Cause rhythm is a big thing Mm -hmm. with Waldorf education. And, um, so we had Oak Meadow and I just remember reading that they said, you know, if you're reading a book at bedtime, that counts. It doesn't all Mm -hmm. have to happen you know, in your schoolroom or at your kitchen table or wherever you do um, your, you know, majority of like sit down type homeschooling or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. You can count the 
nature walks and you can count the reading at bedtime. And that was a, a big eye opener to me because I think a lot of times when, you know, you're just starting out, you feel like you need to replicate school because that's what we yes. grew up with. You know, if you weren't homeschooled yourself growing up and, um, so much more counts if you're willing to let it count. Yes. You know, <laughs> you have to separate the school from the education and that's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. Especially at the beginning. I found, I've, I always say it's like an evolution and you're just at the beginning. I had this idea that we would do this subject at this time. And then, you know, all this silly stuff, which is not silly to other people, but it just didn't work to our fam for our family. And now we're more, you know, it's okay. Like if you're really interested in sharks right now, let's, let's go down that rabbit hole and not worry so much about, you know, the other things I was hoping to do today because this is okay too. And you're interested in it right now. And yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. the thing is, um, a lot of times when they have an intense interest like that, the learning that is going on, it's crazy. It is. And so if you can just kind of let yourself let that happen. Yes. <laughs> and it can be hard when it's like easier right, said than done. <laughs> you know, we need to do something else besides learning about sharks this week. I mean, do you really, you know, I mean, yeah. maybe it's okay um, to just really learn a lot about sharks and let mm -hmm. that be the thing for a little while, you know? Mm -hmm. So you, you guys actually have days that you set up like we do where there's sort of a focus for each day. Yes, we yeah. do. Monday is music. Tuesday is poetry tea time, Wednesday is nature, Thursday is art, Friday, Friday. So Julie has um, movie night and mm -hmm. it wasn't working for us the way that we were doing it. So I changed Friday into Friday free, right? Slash games galore. <laughs> so we just play lots of games. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. And then I save movie night for the weekend because I think it's something mm -hmm. that then my husband can participate in and. Um, I don't feel so much pressure. My kids go to bed early. They are just, we just can't fit in a movie in a weeknight. So that was something I was trying to do last year and I had to adjust. Yeah. So it's just on the week. What about no, you? I, I like having days for things and I think it helps a lot. I have one child in particular who really needs to know in advance, mm -hmm. at least an idea of what we're doing, you know, and um, I find it helps me a lot too, to feel a lot calmer if I know. So if I say like, you know, Monday, we're going to focus on math and Tuesday we have co-op and Wednesday, um, you know, we go to the library and mm -hmm. do art or whatever. Um, so I, I try to have specific days for things. And of course, you know, always being flexible for yes. fun opportunities and things with friends and, um, but you know, when you're talking about like saving movie nights for Saturday, I think it's great to be able to look at Saturday and Sunday still as days when learning can happen. And mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, we'll wake up during one day during the week and it's just a day when things are just hard, you know, right? <laughs> and to know that, okay, well, you know what, we can do stuff on Saturday. We can do stuff on Sunday. Um, mm -hmm. you know, like we have a canoe trip coming up. That's an evening thing that we're going to do with our family. And Fun. I know we're going to be learning while we're out there. So, um, you know, I like to count that too. And, mm -hmm. and just, I, I think kind of just relaxing a little bit into it and thinking that we don't, everything doesn't have to fit into a nice neat little box of 
this is math, this is science, this is spelling, you know, I mean. Right. Do you know what I've started doing to kind of balance? Because when, when we are in a good rhythm, I'm not worried at all. But then, you know, the holidays will hit or, you know, someone will say something like question my kid about, I don't know what, and <laughs> I'll realize that they didn't learn that. And then I'll get all you know, doubting myself. I started, and I don't know whether I'll continue this the whole year, but it's working right now. I just got a cheap spiral notebook and I just write down almost like a journal. I write the date and then what we like, just bullets of what we did so that I can then look back because you do more than you think you're doing. Yes. If you look back at your day. So when I'm doing the kids must do's for the next day, I just jot down what we did that day. I have it on my kitchen counter. So, you know, I can jot it down as we're doing it, but you do so much more than you think you do. And, and I know it's hard, you know, if you have to do a year end portfolio, it's hard at the end of the year to pull it all together and think, what did I do? And it's easier to look back and have something tangible. And I feel like it keeps my, my, uh, public school self in check. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the, and that gives you a lot of freedom too, though, because if your child says, I want to learn about sharks today and you had written down, no, we're going to read little house on the prairie and churn butter and, (laughs) um, you know, and you're thinking, no, we were going to churn butter. Darn it. This is really important. This is what we were going to do today. Um, and then you don't do that. It's like, oh, it was a failure. But if it's like my kid spent the day learning so much about sharks, learning math through learning about sharks, science through learning about sharks, geography through learning, you know, I mean, you can, you can see the, po- the positives of that and the benefits mm-hmm. of that without locking yourself into something. So, yes. yeah, so that's good. I, I also think that um, it's important to reevaluate your rhythm sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I used to think, well, okay, if it's a rhythm, it remains constant, right? <laughs> that's the whole idea <laughs> of it <laughs> is that it doesn't change. But I used to find myself every season, like literal four mm-hmm. seasons of the year season, I would find myself thinking, oh, everything just isn't working anymore. And why is it so hard? And I'm so glad you said that. And it does change with the season. It does. And in winter, we tend to, um, like we hibernate a little bit more. I do too. Um, in summer, we're definitely out mm-hmm. a lot more. I find that we do more sort of like accidental science nature type things in summer and that doesn't maybe come quite as easily in the winter when it's cold and we're not out in nature as much um so I think just being okay with every three months or so going okay we're gonna have to shift a few things it's Mm -hmm. gonna start to look different um I mean when it's getting dark at four o'clock in the afternoon you don't want to do yeah it's a whole different (laughs) world than when your kids can stay up until nine looking at the stars and catching fireflies or, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so true, you know, just being okay with that and knowing that like every single thing doesn't have to happen every single day, like taking a, a wider view. We've talked about that too with like, um, (laughs) you know, where you look at food, like, okay, all my kid ate was watermelon today. You know, that doesn't seem so good. But then when you look at the week, right. A day of a lot of watermelon isn't a big deal. No. And (laughs) (laughs) 
It actually sounds delicious. It does right now. <laughs> and so when you look at the week and you say, all my kid did today was math. Well, first of all, Good. heck, if you can get a kid to do math all day, that's a win in my book. And, yeah. um, you know, tomorrow they'll do something else. If you're, yeah. if you're not letting yourself get too freaked out by it, you know? Right. So I love that idea of writing down what you've done. And I, I try to do that in my bullet journal now too. I do a little, I just like, think it'll make the end of the year easier. And even yeah. just when you're doubting, you can look back and be like, yeah, oh, we for did, sure. that, that was, that was STEM. That yep. was math. And I write down, you know, we had a really good conversation in the car about, mm -hmm. you know, X, Y, Z. One of the kids saw a sign for, um, you know, like a political candidate or something. And so we had a big conversation about that in the car, or we listened to an audio book on our way to Yes. Do I've been including the audio books. Yeah. So I try to sit down every night with my bullet journal and just add like just a couple things that we've done. And that's become part of my personal routine. Um, but we were talking earlier about like our kids need routines, but as moms, we kind of need routines too. Yes. <laughs> and how to make those two things sync, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. what, what we need, um, and what our kids need and, putting it all together so that we have like a, a family routine. That's when it gets trickier. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think everybody's heard the advice a million times, like, you know, wake up before your kids, but what if you can't wake up before your kids? Sometimes mm -hmm. the most important thing you can do is sleep as much as you can. Yes. If you, know? you need that. <laughs> yeah. That was me last winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow um, morning, I'll wake up on time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then the whole winter went by. <laughs> yeah, but that's how Coffee and Books was born, which yes. has been a great thing for yes. your homeschool. And you actually, have a post up on Simple Homeschool about that for people who are wondering. So yes. we'll link to that guy. Another thing that that writing, jotting down what we've done has helped me with is if I notice that we've done zero geography or zero math in the last X many days, I can work it in, even if my kids aren't interested by reading about it. And that's, that, that's why the books have been so helpful is it, it gives me, it's something we all love to do, but it also reassures me that we're covering the things that I want to cover Yeah, because my kids can't resist a good book. So as long as I have mm -hmm. a good geography book, then they're going to want to listen to it. Yeah. Well, it does. It helps with that big picture view. Mm -hmm. Um, of because those read alouds count. Yes. <laughs> Even yeah. if it's not a worksheet. They absolutely do. Yeah. 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 So when it comes to um setting up like your own personal routine, are there certain things that are really big for you that you're I mean, because we, we were talking about like in our last episode, exercise and how much yeah. exercise is so valuable for yes. better sleep and moods and, and everything. So, so what do you try to prioritize? Oh man. Um, sleep, <laughs> which doesn't always happen. And then I need to read myself. Like mm -hmm. I need a little reading time, which is why we have a quiet time. And I also like to write and to exercise and getting all of those things done every day doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, so giving myself a little bit of grace that it's not gonna, it's okay but trying to do 
as much as I can while still, see, this is the balance piece because when I'm homeschooling with my kids, I want to be entirely present, but you can't always be entirely present. So on a good week, I do wake up before my kids and I either read or write and exercise, you know, and I get that in then. So then I feel more present with them. And then we do have a quiet time that we try to stick to that allows me another chunk. Um, but it's just, adhering to it and making sure that even if it's a busy season that I, that I do the things that I know I need to do in order to feel good myself, um, and not feel like you're drowning (laughs) in like whatever deadline. Yeah. So Uh, I, I think though it's good to, um, maintain a quiet time during the day if you can in your routine. Um, and sneak in a minute for yourself during that. I always, I've started doing two, two things in the, since we've been homeschooling first is I have the kids, even though they don't do it as well, I have them do more. So they have a laundry day and it's not perfect and it's still a work in progress, but they are in charge of their laundry and putting it away. And it sounds a lot better than it actually, like it's very messy (laughs) and things are wrinkled and, but we're, we're, we have an end goal. And so I get more help and also like the clean, they, they help more with cleaning, but also a lot of that stuff can get done quickly when I put them to bed versus when I'm trying to do it and they're here. Yeah. <laughs> so like some of the cleaning, just save it. And when they're asleep, I can do a couple quick things or when I'm up in the morning versus that like mm-hmm. chunk of time that I have where I could do something that would make me feel good in the middle of a crazy day. Yeah. And, and I, I think that that's, there's something to that too, like figuring out the things that, um, you can do with your kids and then figuring out the things that are easiest done either in a quick minute before they wake up in the morning mm-hmm. or after they're in bed at night or, you know, while they're doing something somewhat independently or, um, or tomorrow does it need yeah. to be done right now? <laughs> I do. It's a, it's a big thing for me to try to let everything else go and be present you know, when we're doing our school stuff during the day. And that helps me feel a little bit better about needing to take a little introvert break in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it it is, it's just kind of a constant, a constant balancing act of, you know, and (laughs) And it's never perfectly balanced. (laughs) No, no, it's not. And, um, like when we started, when I started thinking about this school year, I was trying to think, I wanted to simplify as much as possible. Like I, there's so many fun ideas and cool things out there. And, um, I, so I was trying to think like, what do we absolutely need to do in a given day? And then what can we do? And so I find like when I'm super overwhelmed, I like to go back to just the basics Mm -hmm. and then add from there, you know? And, um, so I'll think like, okay, math, read alouds, um, and sometimes that's it for a little while yeah. until we can get back on track. Um, I saw this quote from, it's, it says, start by doing what's necessary, then by doing what's possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible, um, St. Francis of Assisi. I love that. And so I sometimes go really bare bones when we're in a period of everything being a little crazy, you know? And then, yeah. um, and you do more than you think you're going to Yeah. when you cut back. It's that whole simplicity parenting thing. Yeah. 
Well, one of my, so one of my, like, um, I guess it's kind of my routine right now is on Sunday nights, and we've we've talked about Sunday nights and mm-hmm. written about Sunday nights. Um, we t- both tend to get really overwhelmed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> on Sunday nights, trying to set everything up for the week ahead and get everything ready. Um, so something that I'm finding that's that's helping me is I like to sit down on Sunday nights just for a few minutes with my planner, my bullet journal, and I look at what we have going on that week and what we're going to do that week. And I try to make sure we have a read aloud picked out because mm-hmm. when everything else is falling apart or I feel like I can't get a hold on anything else, at least if I ha- know I have that book that I can just grab. Yes. And um, we've talked about too how sometimes the hardest part of your homeschool day is just getting started. Yes, so it's so true. If nothing else, I at least can grab that book and start reading, you know? And if, um, I call it the filibuster. Like if, yes. if people wake up and they're, I loved that they're cranky that. or out of sorts or we're having trouble getting going, I just start reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's magical. Yeah. I've started and, doing it during the kids' um, t- like bath time. They, the showers are not happening. My kids are yeah. all still bathing and it's a, it's a disaster. <laughs> Finding it's a terrible time of day. It should be peaceful, but it's not. It's a nautical disaster. Up. There's water. It everywhere. is so bad. <laughs> but I've just given up, and my white flag is I sit on their potty stool and I read them, read to them, and they calm down. Like they they are yeah. like wild animals. And I start reading, and then suddenly they just calm. It's not perfect, but they calm down enough that yeah. some soap is happening. <laughs> a little some bit. soap is happening. <laughs> I don't know. It's well, something we're working I saw on. That, um, Sarah McKenzie posted on the Read Aloud Revival, like on the, her, the Instagram page, um, about like what she'll do is if because she has um, toddlers who she are twins. twins, yeah, and then um, another little one that's like just a little bit older. And she said, you know, if there's like a meltdown or something's happening, she just picks up a book and starts reading. But the key is to not draw attention to it, to not be like. I'm going to sit down and read this book and you know, no, you just start oh, reading. I love her. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. I just and sit on the stool with our current chapter. We're reading yep. Matilda and they're obsessed, yes. which makes oh. me so proud. I know. It's <laughs> such a good book. We read that last year. So good. Oh my gosh. So they good. just can't, they can't, yeah. they have there's to There's a brave writer arrow guide that goes with that too, Ooh. that we really enjoyed. I, wait, is there a Matilda one? I'm trying to, no, we did James and the Giant Peach. I don't know if the, I, there we is. We might read that next. Yeah. We're, we're going to read. We're on a roll doll kick, too. Um, so Sisters. we did James and the Giant Peach. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> James and the Giant Peach does have an arrow guide. I don't know if okay. Matilda does or not, but we're going to do Danny Champion of the World Such next. a good one. And that one has an arrow guide. Oh, okay. So I just good. downloaded that one. Um, so I'm excited. We're going to start that. Right now we're reading from Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil. That's such a good one, too. My oldest Frank was Weiler. reading that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I'm loving it. I, I, the first day we started reading it, I got a, Mom, can we have one more chapter? Can you read one more chapter? That's what I love. I love That's it. I, love. I know. Yep. <laughs> That's the best part about reading on the potty stool, because then they have to get out and dry mm-hmm. off, and they want another chapter. I said, well, you got to hurry up and brush your teeth and get in your room, or else we're running out of time here. And then they're like, you know, shuffling oh, I love around, it. leaving puddles and I muddy footprints. I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> they didn't clean Yeah, I just 100%. listened to another episode of the Read Aloud Revival, where um, Sarah talks to Zach Franzen, who's the illustrator of um, 
the Black Star of Kingston and oh. Green Ember, and then the new one that's coming out, the sequel to Green Ember. Um, and he talked about when he worked at a camp, and he would get the kids, and they were like these you know, kids that were like, we're too old for stories type of thing. And he would Never. say, all right, I'm going to come back in three minutes. And if everybody isn't in bed, you guys don't get a story. And they'd all be like, oh, whatever. And then sure enough, he'd come back and guess what? They'd all be in bed. <laughs> I love it. That's so, so fantastic. Yeah. I think the power of books is just, you know, it's you know, magical. Yeah. You don't need to do anything to make them fancy. Just pick up and start reading. And um, if I could only get them to like actively wash themselves while I'm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. One win at a time, right? One there, yeah. chapter is yeah, almost this is as good baby as steps. A, a clean child. <laughs> they, they were in water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, what I like to do Sunday nights is make sure I have a read aloud ready for the week mm-hmm. and then make sure that we have a good audiobook too. That's become a big thing. Um, because when everything else is kind of meh, you know, um, I know you guys do this too, where you'll just put on like an audio book and you'll doodle or draw or journal or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's something about that, that if I can turn that on when we're having trouble getting on track or getting school started for the day or whatever, everyone's fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sibling squabbles. Yes, definitely. To have some. Do you know what we've started listening to, which has been around, I guess, forever, and I'm just now discovering it. <laughs> it's the way I roll. Is the Brains On um, podcast? Oh yeah, for little yeah. kids, it's so fun. So I'll put that on a lot of times at lunch, mm-hmm. and then I can kind of, you know, my kids talk a lot. I know all kids talk a lot, but there's a lot of talking, and then sometimes I'm just, I just want to eat my sandwich. <laughs> I know. Like, but then I feel bad because they still, they're curious. And then I feel like if I put that on, that gives me, you know, 20 minutes where yeah. they can listen and we're all together listening to something cool that we can talk about when it's done. And yeah. I can kind of not talk for 20 minutes. Well, that's the thing is homeschool moms. We talk a lot. A lot. And that There's can a be lot of hard talking. when you're an introvert. And mm-hmm. honestly, a lot of days by the time... By the time we get to lunch, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of done. I need a little minute. <laughs> I do too. And that's why we do quiet time. You know, my kids mm-hmm. um, used to say like, we're too old for quiet time, mom. We don't need quiet time anymore. And I would always explain, this is, this is mom needing to recharge. Yeah, this, this is isn't a time. punishment. <laughs> um, it's not like, the, I mean, they, they just... They see it as like the appendix of our day, I've said, where, you know, like it's, we don't need that anymore. It's, <laughs> it's leftover from another time. It's completely no optional. And I see it as the skin of our day that if we don't have it, that's what holds everything together Yes, and holds, you know, and, and so if we don't have it, like I'm falling apart. <laughs> like if I didn't have skin, I'd be falling apart. So I turn into mean mom if I don't get that time. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I try not to feel bad about that, but I, I like that strategy too, of having an audio book. Um, because then you can have something on where everybody's kind of quiet and, you know, mm-hmm. and then it sort of transitions nicely into uh, a little bit of quiet time or whatever. Yes. So yeah, just having Sunday night to do that. And then, um, that's when I'll sit down to, and I'll look at my 
big picture planning page in my bullet journal and I'll say, okay, these are the things I want to get to this week and how am I going to incorporate them in because, well, Wednesday we have dentist appointments, so we can't do our usual Wednesday routine. (laughs) So where am I going to put this this week or whatever, you know? So, um, just taking a few minutes is helping me a lot to feel a little more in control of our week. And then I put it up on our blackboard so that especially my one who really needs routines can see it. And that's smart. And then that way the kids know Sunday night what the week ahead looks like. If there was some way that I could do that, like (laughs) where it never, like where it was rotating, where they constantly knew an entire week. That would be yes, even better. without you having it. <laughs> but I don't know how to do that. So what I do is Sunday night, then I write down what are we in. I should then do that. We have, a, um, we have a morning routine in the kids' bedroom that they follow so that I don't have to harp. And I have a nighttime routine on the bathroom yeah. door so I don't have to harp. And they know we've had it for years. And it has a visual for the kid, like the little guy that's not totally reading. Yeah. And they can just go through and know what they're, because I can just say now, what are you supposed to be doing? Instead of being like, put your pajamas on. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I should adopt something like that for Sunday because right now my Sunday nights and today is Sunday when we're recording. So it's going to yeah. happen like T minus four hours is that I reach my threshold and I can't handle how disorganized our house is. So I oh, no. snap into like, I call it my Sunday night blues mode and everyone's like, Oh man. And I have to go around and clean all the things. Like, I know. I know. Cause I just, and my youngest, my oldest is upstairs reset. making a yeah, he's yeah. making a carnival right now, <laughs> which is awesome. Which is awesome. But I know that carnival is going to stress me out come 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's so it's so odd that yeah, and it hits me, and I every week I like think a ton of bricks every but Sunday. The one thing I have started doing, I've, like besides the bullet journal thing, I have tried to reset things and and come up with something Sunday that's a little bit like a little extra self-care bonus or whatever um, where I think like, okay, I'll put on a mask and I'm going to make myself a really nice cup of tea and try to curl up with a book or something. Um, And I also make sure on Sunday nights that I have a book for the week because there is nothing worse in my, a good book (laughs) in my world. Yeah. than not having something to read because that's so recharging for me. Yes, that, it's an escape from whatever else. Yeah, yeah. So I try to make sure that I have something either on my Kindle or from the library or whatever that I know I'm going to want to read that week. And because it's also kind of a little reward to myself. By the time we yes. get through a homeschool morning that isn't always perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. never is perfect. <laughs> no, it's never perfect. <laughs> Despite what you see on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You, you, we put the pretty on Instagram, right? I always say you're not getting the sound. So this like, yeah, we're reading good books. (laughs) They're delicious books, but you're not, you're not in my kitchen. You don't know how loud it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it's, it's really important for me to have something to look forward to, um, you know, during that little quiet time and a good book and maybe some chocolate in the cabinet. (laughs) I keep chocolate in my bedside table. That's my, that's my true homeschooling mom. I had a giant spoon, a jar of peanut butter, 
coconut flakes and chocolate chips and I would stick the peanut butter and roll it in the other two and eat it. And I did it in secret. And then for years, my kids would be like, what are you eating? And I'd say it's adult granola. (laughs) And they believed me, but now they're too old and they know about that adult granola and then I need to share it. Then it's gone. (laughs) I know. Well, I did that for the longest time. It's just mommy's granola. It's adult granola. Yeah. When you're yeah. older, you can have it. It's got special vitamins in it, just for mommies. It's like, it's like We're on the verge vitamins of where I'm like, they have iron in them. So I'm like, never touch mommy's vitamins, you know? So <laughs> they have to have wondered, like, you know, when they were little, like, those vitamins must be really good. No, they're terrible. I was just terrified that you were going to eat them. It's right. Like right on the side, that warning. Children oh, under so six. Gross. Yeah. But Julie, um, because we've both been watching Julie's Facebook Live, Julie Bogart. I love those. We just, it's so funny. We've started just like referring to her as Julie, you know. Um, She's our BFF. She is. (laughs) She just doesn't know it yet. (laughs) So Julie Bogart. She needs to adopt me. Brave writer. (laughs) Yes. She, I know she has five awesome kids. Is there any chance she wants two more? What's, what's two more when you have five? two more when you have five, right? Um, And we're really fun. But she was, we are. Yeah. And so... (laughs) And we love books. <laughs> we do. Um, so she was talking about that in one of her, because she's been reading from A Gracious Space every morning, and that has become the best part of my routine lately. It's It's been a week. Pick, yeah. Of, but I read it, and I look at my days differently. I look at my kids differently, and mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for that in too. the mornings. And so what's funny, though, is she says there should be chocolate. That in one of her readings, there should be chocolate that's just for moms <laughs> and so that nobody gets a bite of. And so, um, yeah, but we also, or have, whatever your chocolate is. Yeah. We also have chocolate that's for everyone because mine needs peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, we've got to, we've got to reward ourselves every once in a while as homeschool moms working hard. Yes. It's okay to curl up with a good book and. You know. Now I need to look it up because, and it's been on my mental list, um, and maybe you know about it, but on one of Julie's read aloud, she was mentioning, or maybe it was one of her periscopes, she was mentioning that there are a group of brave writer fans that send text messages throughout the day to yes. pick you up. Who's doing that? Cause that's amazing. Oh, uh, homes. Okay. I remember what you're t- talking about. Because I about. want them. We have to... <laughs> Add that to the show notes. Yes. Um, because it's been on my list to get that because it would be awesome if you were having a rough moment to get a text to right? remind you to be present. Because yesterday, I was telling you before, we were at a carnival and my kids lost their mind and I had to carry one out. And I, during this, <laughs> while she was screaming at me, I was singing, you're going to miss this as a joke. And everyone was screaming, crying. And I butt dialed my friend. <laughs> on FaceTime and she heard everything. So it would have been great to get a text in that moment being like, just go have some chocolate. Yes. Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. So I found it. It's play for life moms, play the number four life moms. Okay. And, thank you. um, Chantel, um, is one of the moms who does it. She is on Periscope as at Chantel Grubbs. G-R-U-B-B-S. Her first name is C-H-A-N-T-E-L-L-E. Yeah, and the service, it's like, it's not expensive. I think it's like $5 a month. 
And wow. what they do is they send peri um, periodic texts to you that just remind you of those things, like you said, to be present, to um, have some perspective on whatever situation it is. Um, and it's very, very brave writer, lifestyle friendly. So I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, play for life moms. So yeah, we should, we should sign up for that. <laughs> nice little reminder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so anything else, any other tips or, okay, we've got to say it again. When you're talking about rhythm and routines, there's a certain book out there that talks about that a lot. Simplicity Parenting. We're sorry. <laughs> Had to. We almost made it through a show without mentioning it. We almost did at the very end. But seriously, oh my gosh. Oh, but it's just amazing when you yeah. like, so my oldest son is like, very artistic and very creative and loves collections and his room during the course of a week, like I should do like a time-lapse video of just the stuff that just grows and takes over his room. Mm -hmm. And so at every week or every other week, we clear it out because you can't even move and it's all cool stuff that he's created, but you can't keep it all. And he always says to me, mom, I feel so much better. He doesn't yes. like it in the moment, but when I'm putting him to bed that night, he's like, I feel so much better in my room right now. And that's yep. kind of how it is. Like there's all these things you want to do and everything seems awesome. And you want to cover this unit study and that project. And, but then when you whittle it down to what you just, what you must do, you get more done. Like if that's just your focus. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he's all about in his book. It's just what do you need to do versus, you know, simplify and mm -hmm. you just enjoy more. It becomes more fun versus, yeah. you know. Yeah. And speaking of spaces, um, and he talks about spaces, um, the author, Kim John Payne and Simplicity Parenting, he talks about spaces and, you know, simplifying your space to make it less overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this this week that, um, I mean, we've, okay, so this is our eighth year and it's funny cause now people will sometimes be like, like somebody referred to me as a homeschooling veteran. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know anything. I am making it up every day. Are you kidding me? But if somebody were to ask me for a piece of advice, one of my pieces of advice would be, um, it's always okay to take a day to like reset. Mm -hmm. your house a full stop and everything if you need to and I used to think that that wasn't okay um and that if you weren't doing school every day you were about two steps away from DCFS coming to take your kids away <laughs> you know um it turns out they don't really they don't really care they've got other fish no. to fry so it's okay you can take a day but seriously sometimes just having a day to reset and that can include resetting your routine a little bit, mm -hmm. even mentally, just, I mean, you don't have to make this big announcement like, all right, kids, tomorrow it's going to be different. We're doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're going to, tomorrow you're going to have to, you know, um, we're going to wake up at 8am. We're going to have breakfast at 8.05. You better have your teeth brushed by 8.30. It doesn't have to be anything like that. But even if you just take a day to think about, okay, I'd like to start doing things a little bit differently. Um, you know, and while you're at it, you can wipe down all your counters and <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> even if that. it's something that you need to do, like we were talking about seasons and I know either yeah. this week or next week we're, we're in new England. It feels like summer, but the mornings tell a different story and mm -hmm. I don't have their 
fall clothes out or their winter stuff. I don't yeah. know if he, yeah. he needs snow boots. And I mean, it could snow. <laughs> it yeah. could snow in September in uh, New Hampshire. And I need to do that. And it's going to take a day. And so my plan is to go to the library and get a couple awesome audiobooks and just put them on. And then everyone can help me. And we'll do some bags for donation and we'll sort out who needs what for fall. And I mean, I know I'm Many organized homeschoolers have already done this by now because it is September, but well, I <laughs> we have haven't. like two sweaters each. And yeah. I say amen, sister, because yeah, yeah, I'm still wearing my flip-flops even if my feet are about to freeze off. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. And then, you know what, if you spend a Wednesday getting everything reset for fall in your house and, or for, yeah, fall. Yeah, we're still mm-hmm. talking about fall, even though it might. Start. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So if you spend the day getting everything reset for fall, and then on Saturday you open your groovy lab in a box or something, mm-hmm. like it all science Saturday, <laughs> it all equals out a lot more. And I think um, we are crossing our fingers and toes that we are going to actually get to talk with Julie Bogart at some oh point down gosh. the road on our podcast because. One thing that is so comforting every time I hear from her is that she has this long-term perspective, you know, mm-hmm. and she, she knows. And, and so one of her constant mantras is that, you know, if you look at it, <laughs> that, that so much of it is so much of what we do on a daily basis with our kids is so much more valuable than we're seeing in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. the big conversations and the just reading books together. That was another one of her, um, Facebook live, um, when she was reading from a gracious space. And she said, you know, the, the three things that are so valuable, um, even when other stuff in homeschooling isn't maybe working or looking how we want mm-hmm. it to or whatever are, you know, those books that you read together, the sibling relationships mm-hmm. that are formed in the day to day and, I just said the other one. Now I can't remember the other one. The conversations. The conversations. Thank you. Yeah. And none of those things are school, you know, no. necessarily. But, um, you know, if we can count those things. And, and none of those things is about having, like, a schedule, you no. know. I mean, any time of day you can have a conversation, you can pick up a book, and you can look at your kids sharing a moment yeah. together, you know. So I think it's good to have a rhythm, good to have a routine of some sort. So there's some predictability. Um, cause the other thing Julie talks about is risks. Um, mm-hmm. surprise. Wait, wait, okay. I'm going to screw this up. I have it written down in my copy of gracious space because at one point I was just like, you know what, this is just, I'm going to write it down because this is gold. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, having like mystery and surprise and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, telling the kids like sometimes I'll write down on on our talk board that Thursday is a mystery day and you know, they know what's coming and I'll tell them, you know, I love that. You're going to have to pack um, a sweatshirt, a pair of comfortable shoes, your water bottle and you know, some snacks or whatever. And we'll go and we'll have an adventure and adventure days sometimes are the very best days in our homeschooling. I bet they are. I want to go on. Yeah. Because, um, none of us have any, 
preconceived ideas or expectations. My, I have a friend who says that the key to happiness is low expectations, especially around like holidays <laughs> and, um, you know, things like that or vacations, you know, when yeah, you're going to a vacation. Especially with vacations. Yeah. And you're like, this is going to be the best vacation ever. Never and then, say that. <laughs> you know, two minutes in, one of your kids is crying because. <laughs> yeah. They always are. So, yeah. And so, like, you started out this episode by saying, you know, you lowered your expectations mm -hmm. for your first week back, and it made the week really good. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I'm rocking this homeschool thing. Right? <laughs> Might yeah. not be next week, but I'm on it this week. Yeah. So I think anytime yeah. you're trying to implement, like, a new rhythm or routine, the key is to start small, like, micro small, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. one step toward what you want it to look like in the long term, maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, just say like, um, I'm going to read a pi picture book in the morning with my kids or, um, and see where it takes us. Yeah. And that works especially well. Like if you have little teeny tiny kids, mm -hmm. um, cause we get, we've gotten some questions, um, recently from moms who are just starting out with like three and four year olds. So and fun. yeah, and you know what's hard is I was so excited to start homeschooling with my like little three and four year olds that I was like, we're gonna do everything and it's gonna be great and we're gonna do five in a row the and we're gonna do every single you know project in this book. And when that didn't happen, I was like, oh, I'm failing. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing it right, and they're not gonna learn anything and. Meanwhile, they're learning everything. Like yes, they are. Every, all day long. Like that's, that's when they learn the most. All three and four and five year olds do is learn <laughs> constantly, every minute. And um, so yeah, it's. If I had it to do over again. I would have done even less. Like just yeah, yeah. And back off a little bit more and worry a little less because they are just yeah. so amazing. Yeah, and I wonder what that's going to look like. Um, you know, cause for me, that was like five years ago mm -hmm. now. So I wonder what that's going to look like in five years, like looking at look right back now. and say like what I could have done less. Calm of. down. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's this older version of me that's whispering in my ear, like, don't worry so much. Oh, I wish I could talk to her now. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Give me yeah. a tip. Which is why we want to talk to Julie Bogart. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, right. I was going to say one other oh, thing yeah. about when you have a kid who needs routines and you're coming back, because I know a couple of the questions we're talking about vacations or summer. Yes. Yeah. And breaks. I have one yeah, of those kids sort. who wants to know what we're doing, you know, every minute, like, well, what are we going to do after this? And when we're done with that, you know, we just start yeah. doing something fun, but what are we going to do at 4 PM? Like you yeah. just, yeah. So, um, and we have a really hard time coming back from, you know, holiday breaks and stuff like that. So what I've tried to do, and it doesn't always work, is to do something every day that I call homeschooling. And it doesn't have to be homeschooling, but I just tell him, now he's eight, so I have the ability to do this at this point. But I just say, this is our homeschool today. Like today we are, you know, at this pond fishing. Yeah. And we are, this is our homeschool. And then the next day, this is our homeschool. So that he thinks... Because I really do think you're learning all the time, but I want him yeah. to know that we are homeschooling all the time. So when we come back and we're sitting down, I want you to do this math thing, like this is our homeschool today, but yeah. to ease into it slowly. And it's helped a little bit. And I think that's why this year went a little bit more smoothly than last year. Um, 
but just thinking of everything at school and pointing out to them now and then, like, this is what we're doing for homeschool today. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the beach and those shells and bring them home and we'll look them up in a book or something like just yeah. make something up in the moment <laughs> so, so that he thinks you're doing homeschool. Well, and I, I cause you are, you are. Yeah. And I, I think it's hard when, um, you're trying to get back into a rhythm mm-hmm. or routine because it, you you might get some resistance. Mm-hmm. You might get, um, I mean, even funny things like kids aren't used to, if you've spent the whole summer outside doing hands-on science projects, going to the pool, going on nature hikes, like doing, maybe your kid hasn't held a pencil for, yes. you know, 45 minutes in a row during the summer or, right. or sat Christmas down break or whatever, or sat still. Yeah. Yeah. And Cause that's what we're having. My kids are, are wiggle worms, my boys. And, and I'm, I do not expect them to sit and learn. Like I'm not that type of parent, but there are some times when you need them to write something and you can't be like, you know, I can't read it if you're going to be bouncing and writing. Like there are some times you need to just sit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have been like the summer is fun and you're moving all the time and we are hardly ever inside and they're not sitting in chairs. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's an adjustment. I think so, we need to look at it from their perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And to expect all of a sudden, like a, you know, flip of a switch, um, mm-hmm. I, that, that is kind of what happens in a school mm-hmm. setting. It, 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 as far as I remember it, I don't know. Now teachers are probably more aware of this stuff than they were in the eighties when it was like, sit down and don't write with your life. And when they turn off the lights, off, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all the eighties, all the eighties. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, seriously, like I had a teacher who made me write with my right hand in the eighties. How crazy is that? I was like, oh my gosh, that happened when my grandfather, was... I know. Well, see, Gosh. that's because I'm older than you. So, <laughs> what by a year? <laughs> so oh. it doesn't it doesn't work like that. So when you're coming back, I I really think it's important to just like scale back the expectations and yes. just um, ease into it. Yeah, and even I really do think even in schools they do that. Well, because well, you've talked about that, you worked in schools. So yeah, you they much don't more fresh perspective on it than I. I do. don't want to get backlash, but the first month is like setting routines, and sure. you're not. You're, and that's okay. You're, yeah, and, and that's okay. Setting, and you're so figuring it out where okay for us, mm-hmm. and to look at our. You're routines. assessing where is everybody? How? What do we need yeah. to review? Yeah, and you know, for us, so we can look at our routines too and we can say when something isn't working, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay to switch mm-hmm. it, to let it go. Just because it's a routine doesn't mean it has to be, you have to stick with it no matter what, even if every day somebody's crying, including <laughs> maybe you, you know, I mean, seriously, if ever, if somebody's crying, even if it's you, then something's wrong yeah. and it's okay to switch it or stop for a little minute. Yeah. Yeah. And just go back to the very basics and just start over and that's okay. Yeah. And do what works because that's how we started coffee and books. Like I just, everyone was fighting and crying and I felt like crying because I wasn't waking up and we just started reading because reading for us is the easy thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the easy thing for you? You could be a math, like fantastic math Mm -hmm. or science person. If that's easy for you, do that and see what happens. Yeah. And I I think maybe you like theater, like do that. So Do tempting, you'll see, like, again, you know, we were talking about in, in Instagram, it's only the pretty pictures. And, you know, I mean, you're not going to have a lot of people out there that are, like, sharing the 
horrible, you know, meltdown they had over a routine or whatever. So you're going to probably read a lot of things that are like, you know, we wake up in the morning and first we have breakfast and then everyone happily does chores and it's like a Disney movie. The birds are singing and you know, the animals are helping us get dressed. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's what it looks like for somebody else. And that's fine. But Mm -hmm. you might need to do chores at three o'clock in the afternoon every day. Um, or, you know, your kids might need to shower not at bedtime, not in the morning, yeah. after lunch or whatever. You know, whatever weird thing that you think is so unusual that your family has to do, it's probably not actually that weird. No, I'm sure other people are doing it. <laughs> yeah. So don't... Yeah. I, I count the pool as a tub. <laughs> if that's what you're getting at right there. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Chlorine. Unless it's at a water park. <laughs> Because we were just talking about that. My family just did a little trip and we went to the water park and oh boy, it is fantastic <laughs> to be a homeschooler because you can go to the water park in the middle of the week, so but fun. it's still going to not be the cleanest thing you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was getting better with pools. I really did. Uh, the water parks <laughs> take it to a whole different level. It's like taking a bath with so many strangers. <laughs> I just looked to my left. I would never take a bath with you. Look to my right. I would never take a bath with you. And yet we are. And there's waves. So it's like. And it's so warm. It's swishing the dirt around. The dirt can't even be stagnant and fall to the bottom of the pool. <laughs> okay. So any other resources, blog posts <laughs> on that note, <laughs> amazing things that we can share with our friends, uh, our sisters across the miles. If there are any, I'll add them in the show notes. Okay. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Then in the meantime, do you have a favorite thing or a thing that's making you happy this week? Oh, I have a, th- a lot of things actually, but, um, my youngest is he just turned five and he all of a sudden has Um, become obsessed with games, which as someone who's obsessed with games is something I fully am embracing. But the best part is he, so my old, I don't know how to play chess and that's a long story and I need to learn, but I can't learn from an eight-year-old who's like super excited about chess because he doesn't explain it well. Um, So that was my life four years ago. Just, yeah. So yeah. (laughs) So my oldest knows, knows how to play chess and he wanted me to learn. This is going back a little bit backstory. And so I said, if you're patient and you teach your siblings, then you always have somebody who wants to play. If you do it in a nice way, if you introduce them in a nice way. So he did. And he taught, um, my other two how to play and they play together. So, but now my youngest is obsessed with chess at five and he's so obsessed that nobody wants to play with him because he, that's all he wants to do. So they'll play with, you know, they'll play chess, like so many matches. And then the other two will be like, I'm kind of tired. Like I just don't want to play anymore. And the youngest still wants to play. So he plays with, he's very imaginative. He plays with Mr. Pancake (laughs) (laughs) or Mr. Pickle. (laughs) So there are two newest family members and I just love them and they're chess champions and he talks to them and they're just fantastic. (laughs) Are they stuffed or from the refrigerator or invisible? They are invisible. Oh, invisible. Okay. They're invisible friends, Mr. Invisible Pancake friends. and Mr. Pickle, and they alternate. And he plays, he's essentially playing with himself, but he'll, you know, talk to and he'll report back at lunch, like when we're just chatting. He'll be like, oh, Mr. Pancake told me such and such. That's or amazing. he has my rook. Mr. Pickle has my rook. 
So I almost don't want to learn to play chess because I'm so enjoying watching him play with Mr. Pancake and Mr. Pickle. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so fun. It is so Aww. fun. Little gamer. Oh, see, that's what another if, thing. You got to, you have to write that down. You got to write it yeah. down and keep it forever. I do. Cause he's just, it's just so cute. Aww. I can't even tell you. You that just have to see cute. it. Yeah. And the you other two like make just... fun of him and I'm like, stop. I like, I love Mr. Pickle. So don't you even, <laughs> Mr. Pickle is awesome. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking is that one of these times we are going to have to do a podcast about games. Oh my gosh. Family is game crazy. And I love it. <laughs> and we're, we're finding a lot of games that we like. And I think there was an episode where we talked about, we did talk about it some when we games, were, right? Early on, like maybe two or three. Yeah. Um, but, Why were we talking about that? <laughs> oh, you know what it was? It was when you have a parent, uh, spouse that oh, works a lot of travel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So oh, um, I would love to talk about games. That's that my was arm. called I Want a Milkshake or something. <laughs> yes. yes, that was the one. <laughs> yeah. So, but what, what, we should do just a whole games podcast because we're finding a lot of fun ones lately. And I love games for learning. I do too. I think it's so, so fun. We try to play at least one a day and then on Fridays and the weekends we play more and it's just become such, it's amazing to me how much kids can learn in that setting where you're just playing and you're not expecting anything. You're just having fun and they just pick it up and there is a game for every subject. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you could totally, I'm like if I was a little bit more relaxed myself, (laughs) which I'm not Mm -hmm. because of that public school ghost haunting my mind, yes. but you could homeschool with games. I have we no doubt. We should do a podcast and we should call it. I'm a little excited. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and Very what cool. was your, what's bringing you joy this week? Um, I found a new podcast. <gasps> Get and my pen ready. It's called, don't turn off the show. It's called sleep with me, but <laughs> it's Kara. <laughs> I know. Kara, the naughty homeschool mom. Okay. (laughs) So it's called Sleep With Me. And I've only listened to a few episodes. So it's thus far, it is not in any way dirty. It's actually, um, (laughs) I think, entirely clean. But I can't guarantee that. So don't, like, set it up for your kids and walk out of the room or something. Um, Because it might be adult. But it's a podcast to help you go to sleep at night. No way. it's this guy. And he tells kind of, like, these long rambly stories and I'm looking it up right now. they're sort of like repetitive and like he goes on these tangents and stuff and the next thing you know you're asleep and hey. so we did just get back from a trip and of course I have a terrible well, the first time. one I'm seeing is called dirty dollhouse <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay please everyone preview this I have not but I used it when we were on our trip because I have a hard time I'm still subscribing um falling asleep in hotel rooms. So I listened, so I've, so I listened, um, that night and I was out like a light because he was just on these weird little rabbit trails of things that were just so, so random. I love it. What is called nuns in space? Yeah. I listened, I listened to that one last night and see, that's the thing. I've never finished an episode. So I don't know at the end he might, how long are they? Talk about potty humor or something. I don't know. Um, I think like an hour. Wow. Life with a perm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Disco eyebrows. Yeah. I totally. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Kara. 
Yeah. So sleep is an issue. Yeah. So I'm, I'm liking it. I, I would say I was loving it, but I'm afraid to say <laughs> I love the podcast that may or may not have things in it that are not appropriate for <laughs> our modest mama ears. It's working right now. <laughs> Give it a try. I'm going to try it tonight. Yeah. And send your mad emails to Kate at my little... No. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was Kate that recommended the Dirty Dollhouses, not... <laughs> All right, so we will link to uh, the Sleep With Me podcast um, and all the books and things that we talked about um, and everything else in our show notes that you can find at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And if you have a minute, if you don't mind heading over to rate, review, or subscribe on iTunes, it helps other people find us. And we're so excited because... Lots of people are finding us, so it's been really, really fun. This has been this is like, so fun. This is our favorite thing, I think, right now. It right? totally is. This yeah. is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So thank you, everybody, for listening and for sending in good questions. You can also send in a question at thehomeschoolsisters.com. Click on Ask Us a Question, and you can fill out a little form. And you don't even have to tell us your whole name. No. You can even make up a name. We don't care. <laughs> We're getting loopy. It's time to go, isn't it? <laughs> It was great talking to you, Kara. It was good talking to you, too. Have a good rest of your day. You, too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you got this, sister.